Hi, and welcome to another episode of Lead Your Day. I'm Marilyn, the host of this show. And today I want to, well, dive into a topic about mindset. go back a few years, maybe 10 years, maybe 20 years. If we talked about mindset related to business, we might have been laughed out of the room. It would have been seen as one of those soft skills that maybe HR might teach, uh, maybe some motivational speaker might teach, but we never saw it as affecting our day-to-day. Whereas today, we know that mindset probably matters more than having a good or a bad strategy. The evidence is there, the statistics are there. The the thing that pulls business owners down probably the most is their mindset and their ability to ride that entrepreneurial roller coaster. So we hear a lot of talking about having the right mindset, changing your mindset, uh, renewing your mind. And we've all sat and heard motivational messages imploring us to change our mindset and the mindset matters. But how on earth do we change it? Now, we all know about the placebo effect and the extensive studies that that scientists have done that proves how powerful our mindset can be. Just the other day, I was listening to a TED talk by Dr. Crum, and she was sharing of a study uh, with a group of housekeepers who were looking after a big hotel. And they took these uh, quite a number of housekeepers. I think there were a dozen in each study and they divided these housekeepers into two groups one of these groups of housekeepers they showed them a video on how much energy and exercise they were getting how many um, calories they were burning an hour that kind of thing educated them on how much exercises exercise they were getting just by a normal day of, of working and what they do in cleaning and making beds and pushing furniture around. And uh, it showed them that they were actually getting a lot of exercise by doing their jobs and that it was contributing to the health. So they brought both groups in and measured, measured them, weighed them, heart rate, all that kind of thing. One group they showed them it was healthy, other group they said nothing at all. At the end of the period, guess what? The group, there was, n- there was no change to activities at all. But the group that had watched the video about how healthy their job was for them, they had a better performance, Some, a lot had lost weight, and the results were that this group that had been shown how healthy their job is for them, there was a physiological response and a mental, they were happier in their work, incredible. <laughs> Just from showing one little video on the power of exercise in, in relating to their work. Incredible, hey. And in another experiment where they were split into two groups, one group were told they were about to consume a very healthy uh, shake and the other group were told they were getting to drink a beautiful, yummy uh, milkshake but with no health benefits. One group said they felt healthier, lighter, more energy. The other group enjoyed it, but they said they didn't feel healthy and felt heavier, uh, brain fog, that kind of thing. And guess what? The milkshake ingredients were the same in both cases. And if you Google 
placebo and mindset, you will find a lot of stories that come up to, pr to prove just how powerful our, our belief systems and our brain and our mindset have on our performance and how we perceive our world. But so what? How can that affect us? How can we apply that to our everyday? We are told and we tell ourselves every day, come on, change your mind, girl. But how do you do it? You've tried everything. You've tried affirmations. You've tried goals. You've tried reading books. You've tried podcasts. You've tried all of these. How do you actually do it? I'm going to share what has worked for me and what hasn't worked with me in over three decades of working in this field, this arena, and teaching these subjects. So what hasn't worked for me? Or what hasn't worked for me over the long period? Well, first of all, reading books, watching TED Talks, they ultimately haven't worked. Oh, yes, they are fun to watch. They are motivating to watch. But it's like having a, a drink of sugar. It lasts for a little time, but the effect, the tail, there's no long tail at all. They just, it just disappears. In fact, most of the self-help industry does little to ultimately change our mindset or help us change our mindset. It might make us aware of, of what the problem is or, or what our goals are, but it doesn't really help us in the long term. Same with talk therapy. I have spent thousands on talk therapy. And yes, it helps brings awareness and it's nice to talk and perhaps talk out loud about how I feel. But in the long run, there's no healing because we know, and I've shared this before, is that our mind is not just that which we can see on the surface, but like an iceberg, it's that deep mass underneath. And much of it is subconscious or our unconscious brain affecting our mindset or our behavior. The other thing that hasn't worked for me is affirmations and quotes, even though I love affirmations and quotes. And yes, they do have awareness and self-awareness is, is, is key. It's, it's super key. But no, because they only engage part of the brain, the prefrontal cortex. And yes, it can change some things, but the deep things that are really affecting us, that are buried in our limbic brain, affirmations don't really work over the long haul. The emotional, instinctive brain believes something else. And then we'll beat ourselves up because we can't believe that affirmation. And that is where the difference is. Affirmations work when they are combined with subconscious therapies. Affirmations that deal with the top of the iceberg will eventually melt and never and never work. We have to apply them to that deep subconscious layer. So what has worked for me? Well, anything that is engaged emotion and thought that is dealt with that limbic, that older part of our brain, which, look, let's be real. It is not there as the enemy. It is there to keep you safe. So whenever I can reprogram the brain to feel safe, even though I'm doing a new activity, then that has worked. So let me share three good things that have worked and three great things that have worked. So three good things first. The first good thing is changing our thoughts to something I can believe in small increments. Now, there's a lot of teaching in the life coaching field about this, about changing that thought, uh, that thought statement that we have, that we might speak out or we think, changing it to something, uh, a different thought statement that we can almost try and convince ourselves. 
But the problem is a lot of the statements we make are not believable. And if we don't believe them and they don't have a have that positive emotion of belief attached to it, it's not going to change it. So, for example, you might have the extreme thought of I hate myself and you think, well, I can't think that. So I think I must love myself. So there's a lot of teaching about loving ourselves and about being enough. But if you hate yourself and that is the statement you're making to yourself, you can't just say, I love myself. Stare in the, in the mirror and say it to yourself 20 times. It's not going to change it because you don't believe it. Because the part of the brain that believes that you're not worth loving is more powerful and it has its subconscious roots that, that believes that. However, if you try and do it in small increments, you can get a marginally a good effect. For example, instead of going from I hate myself to I love myself, you could say, well, what is one part of myself that I actually do love? So it could be going from I hate myself to I love my hair. Oh, you've got great hair. Now, that is something believable. And if you've got the patience to change those thoughts in increments, that's when changing the thought line can actually help. But it does take time and it's still changing thought with thought rather than uh, the, dealing with the emotion, the belief that is buried deep below, deep below. But it can work. And for some personalities, for some types, that really does work. So changing thoughts to something that you can believe in small increments. The second good thing is identifying those beliefs and the thought origins. Now, there are a number of different practices and therapies that can help you deal with that. One of the powerful ones I use is actually journaling and, and asking my subconscious when it's feeling in a safe place, what is the origin of that thought? And often in a coaching situation with my business students, my entrepreneur incubator, Often I will find there's resistance to a goal, a resistance to taking steps, resistance to a strategy. And I'll realize that we're dealing with a mindset issue here that's probably buried. But I'll say to them, okay, what is the, who, who put that thought there? And just that statement alone or when did that thought first start? Often that will identify where that belief and thought originated. And sometimes the thoughts and beliefs aren't put there through our experiences. They can be inherited or cultural beliefs that are handed down to us that we just believe. And that's the origin. But even knowing the origin still can't release us sometimes from that mindset. And so related to those two points are definitely having self-awareness. I, I would encourage everyone who's listening to develop self-awareness practice and it doesn't necessarily mean you have to have a 5 a.m. Uh, ritual every single morning please listen to your body listen to your personality listen to what works for your lifestyle a 5 a.m. club is for all fine what the goal of a 5 a.m. practice is really about self-awareness so whether you sleep in or not develop self-awareness that's the whole point of it now, we can do that through talking it out. We can do it through walking. We can do it through journaling about getting clarity about the thought that we're thinking, the emotion we're feeling, and perhaps where the origin of that thought or belief system has come from. And a lot of the personal development industry, self-help industry, adapt to those good things in some way or another. 
They might sell you their system. They might sell you the methodology. But the, but the goal of any of those is self-awareness. But self-awareness and problem awareness or situation awareness isn't necessarily going to change that mindset and our mindset and, and heal that part of us that is keeping us, that is holding us back. And of course, I'm a big believer in that truth will set you free. And yes, it will. There is often some of these things will, you will feel a sense of freedom once that's, you've got that clarity over yourself with the self-awareness or problem awareness. So we've dealt with the good. What about the great things? What has worked for me? First of all, it is understanding emotions and, and to stop labeling them as good or bad. Now, I think growing up and in a lot of personal development, we have labeled there's good emotions and there's bad emotions. Emotions, And we have this scale where we don't want to feel those things down the bottom because they don't just make us feel bad, but they're going to make us you know, manifest the wrong things. And then there's the high emotions which we want to feel. And so if we're not careful, we can be lying to ourselves and aiming to to feel those positive, those up emotions, but when we've got issues that are causing us to to not feel those high emotions anymore, then we have that conflict, and then we can and we can be our own worst enemy. And a lot of the statements that we tell each other is, "There, there, don't cry. It's going to be okay. Come on, be happy. Come on, get over this or buck up." All those statements that we are. That, that we say to try and uh, put a salve on a situation really aren't helping. We've not been taught from childhood how to navigate our emotions and how to use them. And we're often scared of our emotions and we want to run away from them. And instead of moving to a parasympathetic state where we're calm and composed, we can get stuck in that sympathetic fight, fright and freeze mode with regarding to our emotions. And uh, we can stay in that state for way too long and it can have negative effects on our health and our mindset. So understanding about emotions and reframing my thinking about emotions has helped. And as I've shared before, emotion is energy in motion. So I now will practice in the energy movement through my body, through my mind, instead of trapping it and not labeling an emotion as good or bad. It, it is just an energy in motion that I can, I can process, I can feel, I can let pass through. In fact, any emotion that we feel when we're allowed to, uh, we give, give permission to process that, it really only lasts about 90 seconds before it passes through. But if we obscure that process, it will get trapped in our system. So this relates to the next great thing that has really helped me in using breathing techniques and heart coherence techniques to help process those emotions. Now, there's a big movement of meditation. Meditation has been used for thousands of years, but it's become westernized, it's become popular, and it's become normalized in areas of business. And there's a lot of articles about CEOs uh, now that use meditation as part of their business practice. But it's not actually meditation which is doing the work. It's your heart and brain coherence work. It's, it's the heart and the brain coherence processes that are going on during meditation that is doing the work there. 
and breathing and heart coherence and brain coherence exercises, and meditation just happens to be one of them, is really what gives you that great mindset shift. Now, I'm a big believer in meditation. However, I'm one of those personalities that has incredibly busy brain. And so when I go into an, a meditation state and I'm trying to still my mind, let the thoughts float by with clouds, come and go, I tend to stay in the head. And a lot of meditation practices are related to staying in the head. Now, those of you who are meditation experts, you would probably be up in arms at the moment and go, no, that's not the only way. And yes, I agree. So if you can try out different meditation techniques that don't just involve uh, staying in your head, but that, that uh, encompass the body work, then that's, oh, that's even better. One of the ones that really works for me is the heart math system where you learn to breathe through the heart and achieve heart coherence. Uh, and I'll put, the, uh, I'll put the links in the show notes, but I have a little device on my phone and it clips to my ear and it measures my heart coherence, not just my heart rate, but my heart coherence, which is different. And we don't have time to go into it in this particular podcast, but it's a, it's really did give uh, me a breakthrough than, than a lot of meditations that involved focusing on the breath or the nose or the mouth. When I focused on the heart, it got me out of my headspace. So the great things that have worked for me is changing the way I see emotions, learning to process them and using heart coherence exercises rather than meditation. And the third great thing that has helped me have significant changes in, in changing my mindset, not just knowing about changing my mindset, but actually changing my mindset is any of the therapies that deal with a mind-body connection, somatic experiencing, grounding so that my body feels safe and these are all exercises or therapies that work with trauma and more and more studies are coming out about how trauma little t and trauma big t see we often think of trauma as just being in some big earthquake event or a car accident but it's also the little t it's that word that that parent said to you without thinking or the teacher said to you or being bullied something that you're that usually happened when you're younger and your emotional system could not handle that at that stage. These things are traumatic and these things do affect our everyday more than we think. And the only way to really change that is to employ a professional who is who can use mind, body, somatic experiencing, trauma work that deals with that subconscious uh, layer in our brains. And what happens with the trauma response is really just our brains keeping us safe. So we need to do it in an environment where we are going to stay safe. And it involves revisiting and redirecting that story that we've held. Now, I've used a lot of therapies over the last few years that have helped me deal with big trauma and little trauma in my life that relate to the subconscious. And there's three that have really helped me. There's RTT, which is Rapid Transformation Therapy. There's the work with Dr. Valerie and a, a patriarchy stress disorder. And there's also work that I've done with a couple of um, therapists who've dealt with somatic experiencing. They use a, can use a combination of powerful hypnosis, uh, accessing that subconscious part of the brain, redirecting, revisiting the story. And often 
there are breakthroughs in just as little as one session. So three great areas that help deal with that subconscious layer that is about changing mindset. If someone says you can change the mindset with the mind, just smile and walk away. The only way to deal with mindset is to understand that the brain has a number of different parts and that most of our behavior is affected, probably 90% of our behavior is affected by the subconscious. That's where we store traumas, that's where we saw, store what we called mindset. So this episode has been a little bit heavier than others, but it's because I get really sick of uh, being told to change my mindset, but never being told how to change my mindset. And most of the techniques are just the mind trying to change the mind, the prefrontal cortex trying to change the mindset, and it can't. It might have good intentions, but most of our behavior, our mindset comes from that subconscious layer. So when someone says change your mindset or you're saying it to yourself, think of your mind as an iceberg in the ocean. There's a small part that's above the water and there's a massive part under the water. So if you want to change your mind, change your thinking, are you changing the bit above the water or below the water? And I would say nine times out of 10, it's below the water that's going to have the big effect. So I'm going to list in the show notes some of the, the great therapies and great ways and great links that have helped me make significant leaps in changing my mind, changing my mindset. So click on the details or go to the show notes of this episode and you will see all the details there. And do let me know how you're going. I love emails. I love stories. Reach out to me on social media. All the links are there. I'd love to know what has worked with for you to change your mindset over the long haul. Now, I've not mentioned this before, but my whole podcast is sponsored by my Lead Your World Entrepreneur Incubator. And related to this particular episode is that this incubator isn't just focused on strategies and techniques and methodologies about building business. It understands that building a business, a healthy business over the long haul, is from the inside out first. So my Lead Your World Academy helps you lead yourself and lead your business. So our coaching and our education and our mentoring and our accountability has that two-prong approach. Mindset, emotions, productivity, inside out, personality, and also the strategies and tactics and methodology needed to grow a big business. You can't grow a business from the outside in. You can only grow it from the inside out. I hope you've enjoyed today. I'll see you tomorrow. Hey, can you do me a favor? I've got three things I'd love you to do. Number one, pause and hit subscribe right now. Then number two, share it with someone you know that needs to hear this. And number three, go and write me a review. Yeah, it's a bit of a hassle to go find what to do, but it's really worth it to get the message out. And then finally, set a goal to go for a daily walk and listen to this podcast because the faster we can share this message, the greater the benefits. Thanks for listening and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.